Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 505 of the Drunk Testers Podcast. I'm, as always, I am Tyler. And joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gable. What's up, buddy? Oh, man, I'm doing fantastic. Work week was hard, but at the same time, it's rewarding enough to where I finally have a couple days off. So that's always a nice, pleasant plan. But when it comes to gaming this past week, there are a couple things I did finish up. There was a couple things I did start. And on top of that, you know, it's like I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited because it's like Live Alive released on Friday Mm -hmm. or as a recording yesterday. Then Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is going to be next Friday. So, yeah, there's definitely some... So much gaming on the horizon for Sir Curdle Gables. But other than that, though, how have you been? Oh, uh, you know me, man. It's clanging and banging as always, you know, drinking some, uh, mm. I had this one, some uh, good Sammy Adams cherry wheat, one of my favorites. Uh, maybe had a few too many before we start recording. I don't know. We'll see how the podcast goes, Gables. Uh, you might take over at some point. Well, who knows? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'm doing okay, you know, feeling pretty good right now, you know, clanging and banging, like I said. Uh, you know, I, I am having the opposite, you know, uh, they're losing days off instead of just having my days off. So that sucks. But, uh, yeah, could be better. Could be worse, you know? Uh, but yeah, I mean, nothing too exciting going on with me. I don't think. Oh, I got a new cell phone. That's pretty exciting. Hey, That's exciting. Hey, new phone. Uh, yeah. I found the good news is okay. Was, I, I was able to track down the exact same phone case that I had in my old phone, with my Charizard. <laughs> It's phone case. So that's pretty exciting. I got the I got the Apple thirteen now. So Oh you got the Apple thirteen. Okay. I'm I'm still yeah. carrying my six S plus that I've had for like the past couple of years. <laughs> I everything you just said there hurts me, Gables. Um what's your battery life? Like twelve seconds? Oh no. Oh no. It actually lasts a good solid like a six to eight hours. Okay. Ain't terrible. Ain't terrible. All right, good for you. Um yeah. I'm not like a the new phone. I went from like a I'm like the guy who trades up every like three years, but um, I, uh, paid off my, my, uh, iPhone 11. I got a couple years ago and I was like, I'm just going to, usually I'll pay it off. You know, take two years, pay off and I'll upgrade that. I'll, I'll wait an extra year and I'll upgrade. I usually get like a new one every three years. And I'll just grab whatever's the newest phone. And, uh, they had a deal where it was like 800 bucks off. And I'm like, okay. So I got it for $300. So I'm like, cool. So my phone bill went down like 40 bucks and I got a brand new phone. Awesome. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now, and so you know that's hey, that's, that's nice. awesome though. You got yourself a new phone though. Got a new phone, yeah. Got a new phone, and I uh, cut my phone bill down by like thirty percent. So fuck yeah, nice. Um, yeah, you know I use my phone a lot because of uh, I you know drive for a living, so I usually have Apple Map up or something like that. So and listen, I Bluetooth it on my my headphones with a podcast, so it's nice because the iPhone 11 the battery was not doing as well as. Um, it once once was so yeah it's a nice little upgrade there uh, and it's bigger it's actually got an OLED screen I never owned anything oh. with uh, oh it's people don't know it's 1051 oh, my time yeah, there's yeah, a little, there's a little picture of Louie for YouTube listeners look, 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 <laughs> if I hold it he'll move maybe <laughs> maybe sometimes he moves you know what I gotta 
I gotta be looking at it for it to move. That's right. That's what. Oh, he's so cute. I love the guy. He's a little cute fucker. He's in the bed sleeping right now. Um, but anyways, um, if you oh, if you're watching on YouTube and you just saw a picture of my cute dog, uh, you should like and subscribe for that. And then also, you know, look down in the show notes. You'll see links to everywhere else we're available: Facebook, Twitter, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that fun places. Go there, click on those, leave us a review, like, subscribe, whatever the hell you gotta do over there. We appreciate it. And if you're an audio listener, uh, do the same thing, but. Click on the link, go to YouTube, and like and subscribe as well. Every time you hit a like button, it's over there by Gibble's Junk Area, and it'll make him very happy. So, every time you like our podcast, Trey Lance will throw a touchdown. <laughs> that would actually be pretty hilarious, but uh, that could backfire yeah. horribly. <laughs> yeah, that, that could that could backfire. For every thumbs down you get, I don't Aaron Rodgers throws an interception. <laughs> Well, don't do that because people might, people don't like. It's easy to hate Aaron Rodgers. Like I kind of hate Aaron Rodgers. Now I'm gonna go and dislike all, all our podcasts because of that, and that's gonna upset me. So we we tracked that last statement. What Gable said was was wrong and dumb, um, and he'll never do the do yeah, that again. Gable's apologize. Aaron Rodgers threw ten interceptions in one game. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers threw 522 interceptions this season. What the fuck happened there? Um, he hasn't. Even, he's thrown like. 90 in his whole career. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I just the thought of that. Oh, it hurts me. <laughs> Let's not do that, Gables. Don't do that. Why you got to hurt me now? It's, it's it's late July. And we're already, we're already going to talk about football. Although I am watching a lot of like, I'm at that point now where we're just like, it's there's just like, now basketball's over. I have nothing for like sports. So I've just been like spending hours <laughs> the last few weeks, like, uh, cause I get home late. So you have like 30, 40 minutes of like free time. So like, instead of like trying to watch a show that needs my attention, I'm just watching like YouTube clips of like football and basketball moments. Yeah. So I'm at that point now of, of the summer where I'm just missing like a, the hall of fame game, the football, the, the preseason game for NFL. Uh, that is awful. Uh, I am like looking forward to that's like a week <laughs> and a half away. Yeah, so. exactly, Tyler. We're like a week and a half away from actual football being back. Yeah, what's what's not called actual football? It's football. Yeah, it's yeah. it's something. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll take it. Um, Preseason so, training camp trades. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Fantasy <laughs> football. Fantasy fucking football. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, but yeah, we're 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 doing all that. But uh, Gables, we are a video game podcast primarily. So let's uh. Let's see if we get some video games. All righty. All right. Um, Louis must have heard me say his name. Yeah, I just heard him. He's back there somewhere staring at me probably. Uh, but anyways, Gables, uh, let's talk about some Ubisoft here. A lot of Ubisoft hey. stuff going on right now. Um, so I had it in our like other news this week area uh, because it was like kind of small. There wasn't a lot to it, but it kind of blew up. But we just never got to it last week because we're running along. Uh, but it kind of blew up over the over the week though. Like, uh, so Jeff Grubb and Jason Schreier both mentioned that the new the next Assassin's Creed game that Ubisoft has already said will be showing up in September. And since then, they've said there's going to be a Ubisoft Four September 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like it's primarily primarily the big thing is going to be the next Assassin's Creed game um, that Ubisoft already said they were going to talk about. Right. Uh, but that's going to be like the big like showpiece thing. That's going to be like the one more thing. That's going to be the thing that takes up probably the good chunk of the time. Uh, but from what we understand now, so part, part of what we, we got was that it's going to take place in the Middle East, uh, in the, in the Jerusalem area. Um, so that 
that is, I believe, where the original Assassin's Creed took place with Altier. So no idea what the timeline is of that, though. Where like, does it take place? I can't remember. I think that was like the 1500s. I feel like I'm wrong. I'm guessing that. eight. I'm, I'm definitely guessing like 1500. So that's sort yeah, possibly. I, I know we have Google, but I'm not. It's my phone so far away. I'm not going to look it up. Um, but uh, so it's supposed to take place in the Middle East, like that Jerusalem area. Probably going to take place over like multiple countries. But in that uh, in that area, uh, it's codenamed Rift. Um, it was originally supposed to be an expansion for uh, Valhalla, but it morphed to a standalone game in order to fill in a hole because uh, Ubisoft's uh, release schedule is kind of thin. Um, so it was originally supposed to release in February, but it's been pushed back from spring. This is the second time. This is all from Jason Schreier here. This is the second time the game has been uh, delayed on the, in the last couple of weeks. It was originally, I think they were like hoping to maybe get it in like, Earlier, like earlier this year, it sounded like they were wanting to get in this holiday, uh, but then it got moved to the beginning of this year, and then it got moved to February, and now it's being pushed to uh, the next the next uh, fiscal year. Uh, right. So they're hoping to at least get it in in the twenty twenty two. Yeah, it's be the twenty twenty two fiscal year. Now it's being pushed to the twenty twenty three fiscal year. So okay, after after April first, basically. Um, mm, I see. And Jeff uh, Jeff Grove here has also said uh, that. Part of this is that it's actually it is more keen to the original Assassin's Creed game. So oh. kind of what we saw with like uh, Ezio and Altair and Assassin's Creed Three, and then kind of we saw like a big Black Flag. We saw some changes, obviously, but then like um, was it Odyssey? Was that the one? No, Odyssey's was I like. What's the one that was in Egypt that you liked? Origin. Origin. Yeah, Origin. So that was like well, like it totally turned off and just became The Witcher. Um, mm-hmm. But like they made like the map they the thing they created the map game and they just origins so um it sounds like it's gonna go back to kind of more of the base but like it said here it's, it's, it was supposed to be a standalone thing like kind of like with skull bones it was supposed to be like a black flag dlc pack and then uh-huh. turn to its own standalone thing nine years later here we are um but yeah i don't know Gables like i i've been in like a weird spot with sas creed for a very long time and i've said over and over again that like you know it's been really was it 24 when the one that the the twins with the ev that you remember the name of and i don't it starts with an s syndicate yep all right well i don't know why it still like we've been doing this for like eight years gables like that back and forth with syndicate and it still baffles me like i beat that game you beat and you've never played, you played it. it. You, you can't remember the name of it. Whereas I, I don't remember, remember the name of it. And I like the game. Yeah, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. But uh, anyways, um, so uh, yeah, so Syndicate uh, was like the last real Ubisoft game, and I have a problem with the Civil War. It was a much better game than the one before that, which was called Unity. Uh, Unity. God damn! Wow, <laughs> man. I, Gilles, I used to have like an incredible memory, and I feel like. Like, I don't know what it was. I feel like well, 30 feel... hit and it, it was gone. Dude, don't feel um, too bad. I mean, for God's sake. Yeah, I have those moments at work and my fucking coworkers get kind of crazy with me because of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It, I, God, I, what the hell happened to me, man? It, I, <laughs> as, I'm, as I have like five beers next to me here. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I, you know, I've been missing that uh old school Assassin's Creed games and I'd like to have uh you know bring it back. I I didn't I mean I like I loved Odyssey but I loved Odyssey for like uh 
because the game's actually really good. But like yeah. it was like it was a great game, but like the um the Assassin's Creed parts kind of got in the way. And like even like Black Flag, I thought about the best parts of Black Flag were like the non Assassin's Creed parts. And that was like I think where I was getting burnt out a little bit. And you know, now I'm like, you know, tone it down a little bit. Like especially like the way their games get, like their yeah. the map game thing where it's just like a bloated like you open up this you open up the map and you look and you zone out and it's like a million things to do and it's like who wants this? Like who like like who enjoys this? And like every time you hear about like the big complaints about like Valhalla and Far Cry six was like Valhalla took like eighty to hundred hours to beat like like as a that's JRPG levels of craziness. And then like That's true. And Far, not a lot of Far people Cry are six is want to invest like about eighty to hundred hours on one game, you know? Yeah. Not not a lot of the not a lot of like uh casual gamer types would want to go through if they pay if someone were to buy like say one or two games a year or even like a just a small handful and stuff i could see the justification of someone buying that type of content if they really are into the assassin's creed series like that but for those of us that usually buy multiple different games a month and stuff i mean that's that's a, a lot of grinding yeah like definitely like this i mean the Assassin's Creed are much bigger now than they ever have been and they sell extremely well. And people, there's people out there, yeah, that they only buy a handful of games a year, maybe like one or two games a year or something. So for them, yeah, like they look at that. Like, uh, I remember like uh, during Last Extra Life, uh, Nervous bought um, Valhalla, uh-huh. and he was playing it, and the game had been out for like a year. He bought it when it first came out. And it's yep. like at that point, it had been out for a year, and he's like talking about like, oh, yeah, like I'm like 25 hours in. He's like, but it's, it's going to take like five years to beat this game. It's like for someone like him, maybe, but like he's fallen off of it. Like I, I haven't seen him play it for forever on PlayStation. So, um, but um, yeah, I don't. I I, f- I feel like you know all the all I've ever hear people talk about is like yeah the games are really good but they just drag on too long. Far Cry Six especially were, um, like I don't know. It's like it, it could those games should be like twenty hours for like the the campaign and like light. Like doing other shit, but yeah, if you want to put eighty hours into it, you can. But shouldn't right? Those are games that I, I don't want to put eighty hours. Into. Like I talked about, like Odyssey, I loved it, um, you know. But I I paid the ten dollars to have the double XP because I'm right. like, I love this game. I want to keep playing it. And like if I just got paid ten bucks to just like get pa- like I you know like it, it hurts. Justin, I still don't think he's forgiven me for it. Um, <laughs> that was like four <laughs> years ago, uh, and I don't know if I necessarily blame him for it, but I did it. And, um, but like, I love that game and I'm happy. I'm, I don't, I don't not upset myself so much for doing it. I'm more upset with Ubisoft for doing, having that be there. But, um, you know, cause I actually really enjoy the game and I want to keep playing it. And I, I'm glad I beat the game, but I would not have beaten the game if they didn't have the double XP. Cause the game was so heavily based on grinding and everything. And, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I just, yeah, I, I, I'm excited for the idea of like maybe maybe it's just a one-off. I don't know. But like there's the, there's the Assassin's Creed Infinite that is supposed to be happening. Um, that's like their live service version where it, like I still don't fully understand what that thing is going to be. And I don't know if anybody does. Like so now there's rumors of like the next Assassin's Creed game is going to be an Asia-based game. Um, which I don't know is a game we've literally been asking for for over a decade now as as Assassin's Creed fans, and it's like now Ghost of Tsushima is a thing. And it's like, yeah, too little, too late on that one, buddy. You know, it's like, it was our game of the year for 2020. Yeah, uh, I love that game. I I should say I love that game. I really, really like that game. Mm-hmm. You really like that game. Yes, I do. Um, and it's a very, it's a, it's, it's, it is 
um, it is a Ubisoft map game, but like on a much smaller scale as far as like there isn't a million things to do, uh, but there's a lot of things to do and they are more impactful and they're fun to do. Yes, and, and unlike, just... unlike a lot of the Ubisoft games, holy shit, the amount of detail and work that was put into that game in terms of its visual fidelity and also in terms of like the mission structure and everything, it looks so fucking beautiful. Those are Tsushima. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Especially when yeah. you got the right fucking screen, the whole the six, like the 120 hertz, all that other shit, mm-hmm. you know. It looks like poetry in motion. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. As compared oh, yeah. to like, say, a normal Ubisoft game to where they have their little hiccups here and there in terms of their graphical fidelities. Even from the Ubisoft games that I've personally played and stuff, there's always some form of hitches inside the environment or there's always some form of, like, messing up of the AI and stuff. The infamous moment where I was playing Re- Ghost Recon Wildlands where I was controlling a helicopter and the helicopter got freaking trapped in a certain spot and it kept subsequently sliding down a hill and then just went into the damn river, just sank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yeah i mean i i was there at the launch of uh what was the sasuke game we were just talking about the one before syndicate unity yeah, unity thank you god damn it's not great guys i'm not doing good over here i should probably go to the doctor um but um yeah i mean i was there when like the faces were creepy and then they were like there was like they didn't have women in the game it's like well mm-hmm. women are too hard to program what uh so that was remember that remember those days gables uh yes, and then do. like the makeup uh, for it the next game came out and they such had a lazy ED. ass response yeah it's like um excuse me what uh so anyways um yeah i don't know i mean i'm excited for the prospect and then i have like i said the unity thing i mean obviously like asia doesn't i mean japan is a very small part of asia I mean, that could mean Russia for all we fucking know. I mean, yeah. uh, it's probably, I mean, I, I maybe if they go to China, that could be kind of cool. I don't, I, I kind of hope it's just not Japan because, like, I feel like Ghost is going to fill that gap for us. Like, there's a sequel coming. I mean, we it's all but pretty much yeah. assured at this point. Yeah. I mean, based off of just the fact the game sold extremely well, they just announced it sold um, nearly 10 million copies. Um, and they're hiring, like, you look at, like, the de- like what they're looking for when they're hiring for people for for staff uh, over there, uh, that it basically just sounds like Shishima too, dude. Um, it's basically on the same echelon as some of like the first party Nintendo games on Switch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over the over ten million mark and stuff of that. Sort. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the Luigi Mansion three uh, threshold. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be cool if maybe do China or something like that. But like, yeah, maybe just stay away from Japan at this point. Like, we've been begging for it for so long, and now someone else is doing it and probably doing they it did better it than better than what they yeah. could possibly have mustered. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like uh, the current Assassin's Creed. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I just don't know what the. I mean, like, I mean, I guess we could just jump into like some more Ubisoft stuff here. Okay. Um, but like Ubisoft as a whole is just in a weird spot where, you know, it's like. So there's a lot going on here. So they had a conference call, kind of going over the of Q1. Um, they announced the uh, the Avatar game that they was supposed to come out this year, and mm-hmm. um, they were telling retailers just a, a few weeks ago that they were planning on releasing it November 15th. Uh huh. And that now the game is being delayed, not just into next year, but post April of next year. So April 1st to so the next fiscal year. So not just got delayed into early next year all the way out so i guess the game is actually like in a pretty good spot it's just like okay the game is just not done it's kind of a matter of just like 
you know, crossing the T's, dotting the I's kind of thing here. Where just... So it's like the same thing quintessentially is with Assassin's Creed here to where they're doing it in the fiscal yeah. next year's fiscal year. Yeah. But the game was supposed to come out this year because the movie's coming out in December. So right, they wanted right, to come out right. and match with that. So that was kind of a big deal there. It's like they were really hoping, and like I said, they were telling retailers uh, in in June that in the, the date leaked from November 15th. Um, and now it's being moved to next uh, to, you know, probably you know springtime, summertime, whatever of next year. Um, they also announced that four games have got canceled. Uh, mm-hmm. Two of them were unnamed games. Right. Um, the other one was uh, Splinter Cell VR game okay. and Ghost Recon Frontline. Ghost Recon Frontline was like going to be like their free to play battle royale game. Yep. Uh, and what's what's interesting with this is that there's a a division battle royale game they were working on. For a very long time, they announced. I think it's like Heartland or something like that. Yeah. They announced uh, like a year or so ago, and that was supposed to be a battle royale game. And they shelved that one just because, like, it just there was no um, interest. I think it was more so like I can't remember if it was the Ghost Recon Frontline or the Division. I think it was the Division battle royale game they were working on, and like it got play tested, and people just it, it just no. came back negative. Um, and I mean that kind of happens, and usually they kind of go back to the drawing board make some changes and it comes yes, back and it's yes. fine. Like that happens all the time. That's what playtesting is for. Uh, but they basically, they, they didn't cancel it, but they shelved it. And now they've, since Ghost Recon Frontland has been essentially canceled, has been canceled now. Uh, they have now taken the division game off the shelf. And now they're trying to incorporate roguelike mechanics into this game. Roguelike mechanics into this game. Yes. So uh, they're stuck. <laughs> So they're gonna take out the whole like battle royale sort of mechanics and just have like sort of like a roguelike type of experience with it. No idea. No idea what that means. I don't know if the if the if the, the battle royale stuff is gonna be a part of that still, which I don't know. I mean, uh, I, guess I personally feel like they just need to can the game out, right? Just create a new game if they're gonna go with a roguelike well, type of shit. Gables, they've done that. We have a hyperscape um, that came out. Remember that game came out a couple years ago. That's supposed to be like their big like their uh, like Warzone and uh, Fortnite. Uh, yeah. competition uh and that game got shut down <laughs> less than a year later yeah um they announced uh, I, I can't remember if it was either last year or the year before uh there was that tom clancy's x defiant that was like yeah okay, uh it okay. was like the it looked like just a generic first-person shooter call of duty ripoff first-person shooter but like a lot of colors like just like exploding like Kind of the new NXT 2.0 like color explosion, oh, God, or like my yeah. my Forza my Forza Horizon Five Xbox controller uh, of color explosion, and um, so people were upset because like they're kind of abusing the Tom Clancy name, um, which that's a whole other thing we talk about. But so they they took the name of uh, Tom Clancy off it, but X Defiant, and we just haven't heard anything about that game since then. Um, but that's supposed to be their new battle royale because Hyperscape failed. Um, so yeah, I don't, I just don't know what's going on with them they are um, in an incredibly weird spot that's for sure yeah because there's been so it's many just... failures mixed into so many different type of questionable business decisions on top of all the other personal bullshit that they've uh initially been going through as a company in general their allegations this and that it yep. feels like a hurricane of terrible situations and terrible set of circumstances in regards to these games and on top of that it doesn't help matters that uh, the NFT stuff that was implemented in some of their previous games and on top of that, 
yeah, yeah, how yeah. much fucking failure it has been putting out for the lack of interest of the Ghost Recon brand itself after Breakpoint, and it's a perfect storm of Forgot shit. Breakpoint, good point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then there's like, they I mean like, I always want to give them some props because they try a lot of things, you know, like, and a lot of times you look at them like that looks like it's gonna suck. Like, right? I mean, we we were like, I was poo pooing. The Mario plus rabbits game rumors for a year. And then the game came out. We saw that we finally saw gameplay and it was and like, actually looked good. It would look fantastic. And it was, it's still my favorite switch game to date. Um, you know, like we, we've, you know, I'm a big fan of watchdogs. I was a big defender of watchdogs. Um, I, I it wasn't like a, a game of the year contender, but I thought it was a very good game. And like right. watchdogs two was like one of the, was a really great game. I thought, um, and then they, they, you know, they bungled the, the watchdogs, Legion. The fuck was that one? What? Legion. Legion. Yeah. I mean, I that one I just didn't have any interest in remembering, so I'm not gonna. I played a uh, game trail mental... of that one too, Tyler, and really it didn't have too much interest. It's the one with interchangeable like set of characters, yeah, so you didn't London. really get attached to like one person. Yeah, I just yeah, it didn't sell me on it, and then the reviews came out. It just sounded like whatever. So, I mean, yeah, you mentioned Ghost Recon Breakpoint that kind of came and went. Uh, like I said, Hyperscape. It's just like. Um, you know, then we have like the Immortals Phoenix Rising. So like that now, there's like the spinoff of that. Isn't apparently it's going to it's going to take place. It's um in like a Hawaii Polynesian oh, okay. uh, region, and like, a screenshot of that was leaked. Um, that as well, be an interesting idea the, in terms of uh, not just a yeah. set of a game, but at the same time they have a whole bunch of like uh, tribal stuff, like traditional stuff, and also in terms yeah, and of, like gods and this and that. So it could be interesting. And they're going to change the art style. They're basically just trying to, like, the first game basically was just a ripoff. It was like if Ubisoft made a Breath of the Wild game. Oh. And they're trying to change that. They're changing the art style up a little bit, and they're going to try to, like, uh, kind of change the tone a little bit. No idea if, like, the 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 God talking to you thing is going to be a thing or not still. But, um, yeah, they're, they're talking about, I guess, possibly changing that, but no idea um, what they're planning on doing there. Um but yeah, I, I I just don't I don't know what's going on with them. Like it's it this feels like it's been a very long time of like just inconsistency. We're like yeah, like they would throw shit out there like in the three sixty PS three era. They would like you know, they threw there's a lot of garbage of Usopp always coming out, but like mm. they like they just started hitting there. It felt like that second half of that generation and then like the first half of the PS4, Xbox One generation. Um, and it just seems like the last four or five years, they've lost their way. Um, it's been a lot of like, there's the Prince of Persia shit where like that game was supposed to come out in the beginning of, of last year. Yep. It's supposed to come out like January 2021 and they announced it in June 2020. And then the game that got delayed because uh, it looked terrible. And now the game a few months ago got moved to a new developer and is basically being redone. Like the game went from being out in six months to now it's going to be possibly released in 2024. Um, you know, Watch Dogs is basically a dead franchise at this point. Assassin's Creed's in a weird spot where like, they just don't seem to know what they want to do with it. Skull and Bones. And that's a whole nerd. Like that's that nine thing, years of I, game development. Dude, I do not like, expect anything in regards to Skull and Bones to be relatively good. I have such low expectations no. of that game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it feels like, I mean, Gables, remember Roller Champions? No. 
That game came out less than two months ago. That's the one where like they're on the rollerblades and they're going in a circle. They announced years ago, and like we just didn't hear anything about it. And then they just dropped it and put it out at the end of May. That's definitely um, on them because I didn't <laughs> fucking even hear about this thing, and then apparently it released. A we talked about ago. it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally don't even forgot about talking it. about it. That's how yeah, fucking uh, bullshit and bad that was. <laughs> yeah, like the game I heard was very like the game was technically fine. It was a free to play game. It's all it's like you can play it anywhere, um, but it's just like it just came and went, and that's why I feel like uh, that's probably what's gonna happen with Skull Bones. But they're gonna charge you seventy bucks for it. Um, you know, it's like I said, you mentioned Breakpoint. We X Defiant, what like they announced the game a year plus ago, possibly two years ago. I can't remember when they announced it. Uh, no idea what's going on with that game. Um, I mean, they're canceling games left and right here, like games they announced. Part of the problem is they just it seems like they announce games, like it seems like almost like the moment they get greenlit in a boardroom, they announce the game or something like Beyond Good and Evil 2. Apparently, there's been some internal testing to that game, as they said in the last uh. The last uh, uh, quarter conference call they had, that the game is still in development, which uh-huh. they, I'm going to bet that's true because they're telling stockholders that they're that's the case. So uh, they can't lie about that. I mean, they could lie about it, but if, like, I doubt nothing major would happen, but it'd be stupid to lie about something like that. Um, and apparently there's some internal testing going on with that one, so something's going on. Something's happening there. Uh, is Joseph Gordon-Levitt still not paying people to make art for that game. Who knows? Um, remember that Gables? Remember that whole thing? Um, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. I mean like this is the studio we talk about. Like they, I mean, I talked about, I raved about them for when the beginning, like when we started this podcast nine years ago, they were like, well, my favorite developers, like it just seemed like everything they were putting out was like awesome for a very long time. Like they were reliable and like they were and taking chances. Exactly. And then you would, if you didn't like a certain game they put out that that stem from like that 2013 onwards to maybe like I would say around 2016, 2018 or whatsoever, then yeah, there was all be a couple of other games you could try to delve yourself into. But at this moment yeah. in time, it feels like they've become so stagnated with all these uh, multiple bundle, like bungles of like releases, all this other bullshit, all these other controversies that they feel like they are a company that's about to be bought out. <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, that was a rumor that they were trying to sell to somebody but also wanted to keep themselves in power. Like, uh, <laughs> Eagle, yeah, uh, Mall. Yeah, Eagle Mall, thank you. Yeah, uh, wanting to keep themselves in power. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we talk about, I talk about over and over again, but we bring these games like Valiant Hearts, Child of Light, Rain, the Rain Man games, bring those back. We're amazing. Uh, I mean, like, they took a lot of chances, and they, not all of them hit, but, like, they were, like, you at least know, like, their games would come out, and they would at least be quality games. Yes. Uh, they weren't, they're never going to be bad games. And then, obviously, we, you know, we, we've seen that with, like, you know, like, uh, Unity, stuff like that we talked about. Um, and, yeah, I just, they were, they used to, like, change gaming. Like, a whole generation of games, like, basically just took their formulas and yep. created like like you look at like the division that was one of the first big games to to do that style uh you look at uh far cry 3 you look at assassin's creed look at watchdogs like they created the map game you know like mm-hmm. and people have taken those formulas and built upon them and made them better uh breath of the fucking wild wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for far cry 3 um and now it just seems like instead of them like them changing gaming they're chasing, they're chasing like, trends. Yeah, they're yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're like they're trying to like, you know, like NFTs or like get up get up like they're trying to make battle royale games and it's just like they're just Buzz there's words. no heart. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like um, 
it, it feels like to me like almost like when Disney first bought Star Wars, where it was like, you can, like I'll talk a lot of shit about the prequels of Star Wars, but it was like George Lucas wanted to write that story and yeah. he wanted he wanted to tell that story. That was I mean obviously he wanted to make money, but also there was a passion behind that project, and he just didn't do a very good job, but he tried, you know. And I know people defend it, but I don't. I didn't. You know, I didn't like it that much. I thought Revenge of Sith is a is a good movie though. Uh, but like he just didn't do a good job of, of telling that story. Um, but then like Disney bought it, and it's like cool. Like we're making this, 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 and this. And there's like now it's a business move, mm-hmm. and instead of a you know a like passion project, now we're just doing it. We're making it all. We're gonna tell you every square inch of story. And this, we're gonna tell you everything that happened between, uh, like, between three and four. Like, we're gonna take, we're gonna like, we're gonna tell you exactly what what happened with the map uh, for uh, um, in uh, Rogue One. Which I did, I did really like Rogue One though. Um, we're, you know, we're gonna make seven, eight, nine, and like, we're gonna have, we're gonna just copy Episode Four with seven, and then like, well, we don't have a plan for eight, nine, but we're making eight, nine. Um, you know, it's like. I started going on Star Wars tangent, but it just felt like now instead of just like making these passion projects people want to make, now it's like it's like a boardroom is like, well, we need to make this and this and this. So we'll just get our teams together and say, hey, you're making this game. And now we're instead of like people like making things they're passionate about. I mean, I'm saying I'm not saying they're like they're not passionate about trying to make these games good. I'm not saying it at all. But it's when, when you're being told you have to make a game this way instead of like thinking of and working on this project that you guys all worked on together to make and build up yourself. Like takes a lot of, takes a lot of maybe the heart and the, the, like, like you can always try really hard, but you can't like, you can't fake enthusiasm kind of right, thing. Right. Exactly. Um, I feel like maybe that's, maybe that's where they're at with devs. You hear about like them just, they're just bleeding talent, especially in like uh, Montreal and stuff like that. Like you hear about like constantly, they're losing talent everywhere. And then like, on top of that, like you said, Gables, all the allegations, that's a whole nother can of worms um, that, they like, oh yeah, we're gonna work on it, and then like they just didn't talk about it for a while, and then you like we keep, we just keep hearing that like nothing's changed, and they just don't talk about it, but like they act like it's better, but they didn't actually do anything. Um, so yeah, I don't know, I don't mean I don't really know much to say about it, but uh, it just sucks because like they they can be a top tier um, developer, they have been not too long ago, and it just feels like you know. I mean, like, yeah, like, I'm excited for Mario plus Rabbids, yeah. uh, but, like, you look at, like, they have Skull and Bones, and, like, that's all they have this year. Um, they have nothing the first quarter of next year, uh, and then we have a bunch of, we have an Avatar game that we haven't seen that's coming out, and an Assassin's Creed game that we haven't seen that's coming out. I'm assuming maybe in September when we see the, the Ubisoft forward, things will change, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, anything else you want to say on Gables before we move on? Nah, I pretty much said my piece. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to some um, different news. Unfortunately, not um, not more uh, uplifting news. Uh, so, Advance Wars Gables has been it's come out. They announced it E three twenty twenty. Yes, it's come out December eighth okay. of twenty twenty. Right. Uh, then got delayed. It sounded more like it got delayed because it was like just trying to find a spot to fit on the calendar where like you know it'd be fine. Like Advance Wars, like yeah. Like, the Super Smash Brothers uh, Ultimate came out in December, but that's Smash Brothers. This is Advance Wars. It's a dorm, pretty dormant franchise. 
Uh, so they moved it to April 8th of this year. And then a few weeks before the game came out, the Russia invaded Ukraine. And then because of that, obviously, um, understandable, they delayed the game um, with no new date. And now um, a retailer uh, called Cool Shop, um, I believe it's based in Europe somewhere, um, sent an email out to people that have pre-orders saying it's February 24th. Um, and it sounds like it could be true because this they also accidentally leaked the date to the Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition mm-hmm. before the game was even announced. Oh. Uh, so they have a history of leaking it. Um, and it's funny, this game just feels like it's been a, a lot of leaks. Like I believe like the Advance Wars, like before it was even announced, like leaked online. Yes, it did. Uh, before, it direct, uh, before it was announced at the Direct. And then uh, Nintendo put the... Before they even delayed the game, um, Nintendo had on the eShop the date of April 8th for weeks before they announced the game was delayed. And then they delayed the game. It was they delayed the game to April or to next year, but they didn't put a date out. But it still was the April eighth on the eShop itself. And then the game got delayed again, and we've been waiting. Um, so it got delayed to February. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm I've been excited for this game. I pre-ordered this game, not like shortly after. Yeah, I, I paid the game off like at GameStop. I was that's how excited I was for this game. I love the Advance War games. Um, growing up on Game Boy, Game Boy Advance and DS. Um, you know, I mean, like, obviously you can like, ooh, don't, this is why you don't pre-order games. Oh, fuck off. Um, but, um, you know, the, the game has just come out in six months when I pre-ordered it. Uh, but now it's like, I feel like, I don't know, like, I understand what's going on in Ukraine, but I feel like, it, you know, it's been four months since they delayed it. Mm-hmm. And we've got no updates on it. It's like, that game was like, they made physical copies of that game. Yeah, the game has been like, done for months. Yeah, that game has been done for months. Like, the game, like, literally, like, I believe it was a week or two before it came out. It got delayed. So it's like, I understand you want to wait. Like, you could, you want to say nothing right at that point in time in March and April, you know, but it's like, mm. the, the war's still going on. I know that. But it's like, if, I mean, you can look at the, like, I'm, I pay attention to, like, TV ratings. I kind of find that stuff kind of fascinating. Um, and the war in Ukraine just, Quite honestly, people don't really care about it anymore. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say, I should say nobody cares about, it, but like the the ratings when that happened obviously spiked for weeks, a couple months even, and then into May, its ratings for for news and stuff like that has gone back to normal. Um, so I don't, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but it's like I'm not necessarily saying Ooh, you put it out now. I'm not getting mad about that. I'm not saying anything like that, but it's like give an update. You know, like people have like. When you delay a game that far, you know, that close to release, like people have the money, like at that point, probably more people have money invested at that point than, you know, uh, than they would like people that like someone like me that very few people probably invest, uh, pre-order that game and paid the game off months in like six months in advance before the first release date. I just feel like, I don't know, give an update. And maybe like at the next direct, they do it. But like, oh, like I said, it's been four months. You haven't had a direct since... February, I mm. want to say, um, and that's when they actually gave the April eighth release date. Um, I don't know. I just feel like at this point, like if that's the date, say it, you know, or like give us an update at least on it. You know, like it gives people like people an idea, like when is it coming? You know, it's like I think it's just my biggest frustration isn't the game isn't out now. Like I understand, you know, what what's going on. I'm not like trying to be insensitive about that, but it's just like, you know, like just let us know. Tell us what's happening. You know what I mean? 
yeah, I can understand what you're talking about with that, but uh, I can understand that Nintendo definitely does need to communicate better in terms of when Advance Wars will release. This whole remake stuff has been done for months. At one point, people who had preloaded that game before its initial release did have access yeah, to play it, it for yeah. a point in time before Nintendo pulled that access away. So in that regards... I do not understand why it could not have been released at some point this year, and it's instead going to be a potential February 2023. I can understand that the release window is sort of stacked for Nintendo releases from September all the way to the end of the year. But at the same time, it's another game that they're sitting on, and it's something that they could release even as soon as like maybe like a September or maybe like even a November. So it, it honestly feels like that this makes less sense in order for you to go forth and hold it back in that retrospect. I mean, with the war of Ukraine aside, I mean, they took it, they delayed it because of that sort of stuff with the whole Russian Ukraine stuff, which I fully understand. Mm -hmm. And at the same point, you have the April release that was initially, set upon it was delayed from the one that uh, 2021 that december 2021 picture all the way up into 2022 and now with this being now what three months or so four months now four months since they delayed it yeah they gotta go forth and communicate with us in regards to when this game's gonna release because <laughs> you don't really want to rely upon other websites especially certain shop sites just randomly leaking this date everywhere you know like, oh hey it's going to be coming out in february because people are going to honestly go through and look at that and say why the fuck is it released in the february and blah 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 and so on and so forth but <laughs> yeah i mean i don't probably necessarily releasing in february it's just a matter of like them not being the ones communicating more communicating you know like right. you said like i think I, I agree like you made a good point like i think it's more so them looking at like when's a good time to release it like you said like july is a pretty good month for them Mm-hmm. August, September, pretty. I don't like they have Splatoon in September, and that's pretty much it. Um, October, they have Mario Plus Rabbids and Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. November, they have um, Scarlet and Violet. Scarlet and Violet, yep. And then there's possibly the Metroid Prime uh, remake. Um, so there's, I mean, you look at this year, like it totally makes sense. Like, like I said, it's not so much that, like, why is it not out now? Like, I'm, I'm fine with that. It's so whatever. Like, I look at the, my, like, there's tons of great games coming out it's like the same thing i said with god of war when like we weren't sure if that game was coming this year um it's like we've got to late the next year like yeah i'd be bummed about it but like man look at this the rest of this year is pretty fucking stacked like october alone is pretty fucking nuts i thought like yes. i could talk about last week uh so like if it comes out in february that's fine but it's just more of so like just talk to us communicate you know what i mean absolutely um like the gold nine like that game was supposed to come out a while ago but then and that also xbox and nintendo got together and like I mean, that one makes the most sense because that game is literally like pretty much all about Russia. So yep. like, like they, like that one makes a lot, that makes a lot of really a lot of sense yeah. of why the game is be, like not out yet. Like I totally get that. So um, like that one's like a direct comparison to Russia uh, where advanced wars is like indirectly comparison, comparing to Russia. Um, but um, let's move on. Let's stick with Nintendo here. Preston Gables. Let's talk about how um, and that finally Nintendo has given us a date and when they're going to put a, uh, a bullet in the back of the head of the three DS and the Wii U. <laughs> um, 
And that date is March 27th. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically between, so I'm kind of reading here from Fanbuy here. So 3DS and Wii U eShops will, will go away completely on March 27th, but between now and then it will be losing some functionality. Earlier this year, it became impossible to use a credit card to add funds to these stores, but you could still add, use eShop gift cards to buy games and content. However, even that will go be going away August 29th. Mm-hmm. After that, the game, the only way to be able to get anything on these shops will be the redeem download codes. You can still, even after the March 27th date of next year, you can still re-download games that you have previously purchased. But as of right now, like I said, you can't use codes, but you can you can buy gift cards and do that, which is really easy. Um, they also announced the um, the Fire Emblem Fates Gables, the third. Fire Emblem yes, game? Revelations, that, I think it was. So, Revelations. Okay, yeah. So, they announced that, like, I, I guess, like, you have, like, until, like, a month before that to be able to download that or to buy that. Hmm. I understand. So, like, because, uh, like, I was, I was listening to a podcast they were talking about. They said that, like, you basically had to be the Chapter 6 on the other two games to be able to buy the third game. Because it's only remember it was like twenty bucks to, to get or something like that. Yeah. So it's really weird. So basically, like, um, if you don't buy it, basically by the end of February of next year, then you won't be able. To just, it's just gone forever. Wow. For for you. Yeah. That's... If you already own it, you can keep downloading it. But unless you're one of yeah. the lucky few that got that special edition of Fire Emblem Fates back in the day, to where you had both versions and access to Revelations all on that same package. I mean, you are going to be shit out of luck and try to find revelations unless you try to go forth and emulate it. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's what partially what plenty of people are going to be doing as in regards to some of the quote-unquote games that are eShop only, like on the 3DS and on the Wii U, respectively. Like, say, like Harmonite, that's one thing that's on the 3DS eShop at this current time that was made by Game Freak, that rhythm-based sort of runner type of game. But mm-hmm. the fact remains is, it's like there are plenty of games that are going to be going away as soon as they discontinue the eShop. Obviously, you have until next month in order to use like eShop points. You'll know, redeem the eShop points on there to actually buy stuff. I know I did a couple of transactions earlier on this year in regards to a few decent games, like the Phoenix Wright games. There are some Phoenix Wright games that have not come to other platforms at all like Dual Destinies and, like, another one, because they're mostly touch-based, like, touch-screen-based sort of games in that regards. But uh, it's giving a heads-up to people uh, who do own the Wii U or the 3DS still, and you're looking for decent games. It's like, now more than ever, do some do some video-watching, read a couple of best-selling, like, lists and stuff, because... The physical versions of some of these games that are on these services, they are going to spike. Absolutely, they will get more harder to buy going down the line. Kind of like how with the announcement that PlayStation had not even like a year or so ago with the whole PlayStation Vita stuff that caused all that hullabaloo and stuff. How Vita games got fucking shot up through the roof. Oh, yeah. Same thing is happening currently with some 3DS games, like Dragon Quest VIII, where that thing you can't even get used unless you pay over $150 for, and that's complete with the box. But for other games that are so respectable right now, like, say, Fire Emblem Fates Conquest and Birthright, you can still get those relatively cheap, like, in comparison to some of the higher echelon 3DS games. I mean, 
on the eShop right now, I mean, you can get, like, hard-to-find, overpriced, like, JRPGs and stuff that you would spend an arm and a leg for in physical form, but you could definitely find them for a cheap price, like uh, Sin Megami Tensai 4 Apocalypse. That one comes to mind. That's, like, $80 physical. You can get, like, things like Radiant Historia, the the uh, remake. I don't think it was, like, a... Like a I think it's like a remaster of like the Radiant Historia game that was on DS, if I remember correctly. That hmm. you can buy for cheaper than that. Obviously, like things like Dragon Quest Seven and like there's just a hodgepodge of JRPGs that will shut up, that will shoot up in price. Obviously, but uh, the fact remains is you have access to these services now for like like up until like around a year or so from now, but next month just this time next month and stuff is when you won't be able to add the actual eShop currency and stuff. But yeah, without a gift card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was just while you're talking, I was trying to look to see if there's like possible to even like buy one in a store anywhere, and like nobody has them. And no, so I even look up like like a, a console itself. Um, the current I see them pop cards, up there. And... I know this, the current Switch cards. You can actually go and redeem them on Wii U and 3DS still, but. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I was just kind of curious if, like, it's possible because, man, if I'm just holding out hope, Gables, that we get Pokemon Trading Card Game <laughs> on the Switch someday. That's all I want. That's really all I want. That's all I care about. Like, I bought it on my 3DS years ago, and I just been, I should just download a ROM for that. And say fuck it, um, dude. I mean, at this point, if they don't provide access in order to actually go and allow you to purchase that game outright oh yeah appears. i mean all by all yeah. means emulate this shit <laughs> yeah i'm all for for piracy if you can't physically like or if you can't like actively actively give them money for the thing like that that you want from them like i'm all for piracy um that's the thing i used so, yeah. to be a, i used to be against piracy like for a hell of a long time because hell i like to that's the thing. I like to pay for my games legitly, but in regards yeah. to what's been happening the past few years, in regards to like the digital preservation of online games, I mean, you kind of have to go and pirate things because there are some aspects that will disappear and you will never find them ever again. They're or if you gone. do find them, like you got to pay ridiculous amount of money, absolutely, to a third party to get it. So yeah, I, I'm all for it. Um, we've had the discussion before, but yeah, like. My big thing is at least they give you like, what is that like, nine months, ten months? To... At least, yeah, at least they give you the common courtesy of knowing, hey, yeah. we're yeah. cutting it off. Yeah, it's not like what PlayStation did last year uh, when they announced like, hey, in four months we're turning off PS3 and Vita, mm-hmm. um, and they did change that. But like, yeah, like it's like my thing is like I understand that stuff's gonna go away, it can't stay it forever. Um, but you know, at least you know, give everybody his. I think it's the 3DS one's a little weird because. They were still actively supporting that, like a year Until and a half ago. Yeah, like they were still actively putting it. Like they weren't like anything major, but it's like it's not like it's been a long dormant thing. That's like, the thing, though, was... and that's so different because with the Wii, they at least supported that virtual console up until like around 2012. Yeah, and like they didn't shut it down until like what 2016 ish. Yeah. 17-ish? Yeah. 2016, like, I think they shut down the yeah. Wii Virtual Console. Not too long before the Switch came out, so yeah, yep. it's like, yeah, like I mean, I mean, I guess it's been like what, I mean, the Wii U came out, they really stopped supporting that thing in like 2015, so yeah, let's be honest with, Roughly. let's be honest. So um, yeah, I don't know, but 
Yeah, I mean, I understand. There's like that digital stuff. Like, there's that's that's always gonna be an issue. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, at least they're giving you know a year. But I, I suppose in mind if like if I'm like a game dev that has games on there, like as soon as they announce that and it gets close to the date, I'm putting my shit out there for like I'm dropping all my prices to like ten cents. Absolutely. You know I mean? like, just, Absolutely. I mean, because you're never gonna make another dime. You're never gonna like literally never gonna make another dime on, the, on those games uh, on 3ds. So like, if it's exclusively on there, just like the month before it goes on, it, like it shut down. Like March 1st hits, I'm dropping right. all my games down to 10 cents or now whatever. You see, that would be that would earn you a lot of goodwill towards your customers that have been longtime customers for you and also i forgot to think about this for a moment but as far as redeeming like say eShop points and stuff like that you could if you have your account tied on to your 3ds you could use the same one for the switch, the switch. you know you could still yeah. redeem like points and, stuff yeah, the switch and use them and cross yeah so i mean i yeah i, I don't expect like nintendo or big companies to do that but like if you're like a indie company like i said and like you put some games on there that you could only get on there it's like i would like i said drop those points drop that money down 90 percent off whatever it is and 95 percent off just get something for them yeah even if you only make a few bucks off of it that's a few more dollars than you would have otherwise absolutely that's what i did <laughs> yeah so um moving on though here gables um so we finally have a uh, discord um it's coming to a console oddly mm-hmm. enough not the one that invested money in them just last year PlayStation is Xbox. Um, Xbox is, uh, they said, announced that uh, Discord Discord voice chat integration will be rolling out to Xbox One and Xbox Series S and X. Users allowing players to use, uh, to, oh, I'm sorry, allowing players to join voice channels accessible to anyone using the Discord app. This means easy access to all people using Discord in, on other devices such as phone or, excuse me, had the burp there. Uh, phone or PC, all without any of the barriers that will come from using native chat. Uh, nice. As of right now, they said that Xbox like insiders um, are able to like kind of use it in beta. Um, and this is kind of something we all kind of I think all freaked out about last year when um, PlayStation invested a bunch of money and they said there's going to be some uh, Discord integration involved with the PlayStation. And it just turned out like basically you can do the thing that you will be able to do with Xbox and Steam forever. And Twitch and all that, where you can just like Log tie in. your accounts together, and now people can see like when I'm on PS5, I can see that like people like Gables can see that oh Tyler's playing like if he's if you're on Discord, you can see oh Tyler's playing Madden or something like that, right? Like which is something that like I said Steam and Xbox have been doing it didn't already make sense for a while. At the time because I thought yeah. you could just log in on your console and just log in the Discord in your console and just do it that way, you know? Yeah. So like I, I've done that. Like uh, like that was my hope for it, but then I think that was the excitement for a lot of people, especially because they invested money in them. It wasn't just like hey, where was a partnership? It's like PlayStation gave them money. <laughs> it's like, but like Xbox is getting the thing that we wanted out of it, and it's funny because like Xbox was very close to purchasing them, just to, or Microsoft was rather, uh, just a year or so ago, but mm-hmm. uh. I this is exciting, you know. Like we've been talking about, this has been my big thing for a while now. It was like people have been like super pumped about crossplay becoming yes. a thing and becoming a normal thing. And it's it's slowly, it's I'd say more than slowly. It's it's cool. it's moving at a good pace, but it's not 100 percent across the board. Uh, but the big thing is like for me, it's always been if you know cross progression is more important to me than crossplay, really. Uh, for me personally, but I can I understand like you just want to play with your friends. But the biggest issue is like, oh cool, you can play with your friends, but like now it's like 
can't talk to your friend because if they're on PlayStation or Xbox or if they're on Steam and you're on Xbox or they're on Steam and you're on PlayStation, whatever, like it doesn't really matter. Like it doesn't yeah. really still do much good because um, like, you can't like cool, you're playing together, but like, you can't really talk to other unless like, you know, you're at like, let's say like, you have like your PlayStation set up on your, like on your computer or something like that or to work that way or, or like case, you pull your now. phone out. Or in this case, the scenario now, you're just gonna have your Xbox turned on, those voice chatting while you're you're playing on your PS5 or some shit, and do it that way. Yeah, which I mean, I remember Justin and I have done that in the past. We're like, I remember when the Wii U in the Wii U era, we were like playing like Mario Kart shit. We got on a PlayStation party chat and talked to each other that way when we played Mario Kart um, and Smash Brothers. So, like, we've done that, but like, um, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, like the fact that like, yeah, it's like you're playing on PC or something like that, and they're playing on Xbox. It's like now it's like we we've we have discords we've used it like i'm not like i don't use it all the time but like there's communities i'm in that's on discord we've we've recorded the show via discord in the past but uh we use skype mostly because skype's just easier uh for me with obs for some reason it just works better i don't know why but it works better so we use skype um but like we you know discord is very good we like i like it, it i like there's things i like more about it than skype but for some reason like i said skype and obs just work well together um but uh yeah, I, I love this idea. Like, you know, that's cross play, cross progression. The two like really important things now is just now we need to be able to communicate in like a, a easy fashion where we're like, I don't have to like, cool. I have this really expensive headset now, uh, that I can't use because now I have to like talk to you on my phone. Right. Uh, with discord while, you know, why? Cause you're playing on PC and now I have to like, do I want to listen to the game? And or and listen to you or, or listen to you or do I like I want you to have like hear me playing the game while like the most annoying thing like back in the 360 days where people were like blaring the fucking like Call of Duty like on their TV with a cheap Xbox and like headset yeah and it's like I can hear everything that's going on in your fucking TV while I'm trying to play the goddamn game uh, so yeah like I love this idea I hope it just becomes I hope it's not too far behind on PlayStation um, and this just becomes the thing because like discord is really good yes uh i love it and like if i like like i said if it's possible for like like you know i remember like earlier this year like uh, we did uh, a few of us um there's fishermen uh mike and i we play sea of thieves and like um one was on his xbox one one was on his pc and i was on my series s and we were all playing together and but it was worked out great because we were we were still able to use the xbox chat because we were all playing through like Game Pass. Yeah. But um, that was awesome playing across two Xbox consoles and two different generations of Xbox consoles and a PC. But it's like now it's like, like I said, like Division 2 or something has crossplay. Like if Gables is playing on his PC and I'm playing on PlayStation, it's like that'd be awesome if like, cool, we can talk to each other. Or like Destiny, it's cross platform. You have friends say you're like they're playing on PC and like yep. you're playing on PS5 and like th- that, that'd be an awesome thing where like, yeah, you can all play together. You don't have to worry about being on the same platform. Like you don't have to worry about like, like I said, all the issues of like playing and like what the what the app and stuff like that. I don't know. I love it. Um, what about you, Gables? Well, yeah, you know what? I'm happy that uh, it's that Discord's gonna be integrated pretty much into like what Xbox is doing. You know, like on the console itself. But at the same time, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's something I really wish that uh, would have happened to the PlayStation deal, like he touched upon earlier. But yeah. uh, other than that, though, I really don't have too much left to share because you kind of shared some of my same sentiments with that. 
Sorry about that. I, kind of, I just kind of went on a tangent about it. <laughs> You're all right. Yeah. I, I'm just excited about it. I just love this yeah. idea. I just, you know, uh, we're breaking down walls, Gables. Uh, and I, I am pumped for the future of gaming. Um, let's move on to some other news this week, Gables. Um, what's up on November 8th? November 8th. A good day to just drop shitty games that no one's going to care about because okay. November 9th, God of War comes out. Okay. When it comes to November 8th, Gables? What? Skull and Bones. Oh, <laughs> you want to know what's coming out? You want to know what's rumored now to be coming out November eighth? What? Another shitty game. Yeah. Sonic Frontiers. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I know it's bad laughing at that, but uh, that's pretty much how you're going to send your games out to die: is have the biggest release of the year, or one of the biggest releases of the year, the very mm. next day. Yeah, I mean, just coming out in the winter is tough as it is. Uh, but yeah, like November eighth is a good day to send games out to die. <laughs> so uh, I, I I just feel bad for Sonic fans. They couldn't wait for a point. week. They couldn't wait till like the game is good. Um, <laughs> which let's be honest, we can give them ten years. The game probably isn't gonna be good. Um, but I mean, or like just 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 fucking wait till like I don't know. I mean, you, you wait a week. Now you're coming out on the same day as Pokemon. <laughs> so that's uh, true too. Wait till like February or something. I don't fucking know. Um. But also, Gables. Hmm. What's about Mario Strikers? All right. Mario Strikers had a content uh, drop that came out uh, on Thursday, but they announced that they've added Daisy, Shy Guy, um, to the game as playable characters. They've also added uh, two, two, uh, our new stadium, one new stadium, uh, Desert Ruin, and then added a new gear, gear set at night. Um, and they've also made changes here. They've added, increased how many items you can have displayed in notifications. Um they made changes to like like the way you can do random. Uh, they changed. They just made a lot of uh, balancing updates as well. Um, they've also announced that there will be uh, two more updates um, for the rest of the year, uh, and it sounds like that's going to be it. Is this doing anything for you, Gables? This is the same thing that they initially did with Mario Tennis Aces and Mario Golf Super Rush. So it doesn't surprise yeah. me that they're going to willy nilly release three updates for this and just have added for that at the same time i feel that this is highly disappointing too because for one it's from what i initially played through the demo it's a fun game to play but yet it's sparse on single player content and it's even more chaotic in regards to its online stuff especially with the on the certain ai issues with the goalie and this and that and the connection issues at times and on top of that you could do two-player right in regards to online 2v2 like a 2v2 but you can't do a four on four squad or 3v3 or 3v3 that doesn't make any sense on a modern Um, gaming platform it's 2022 and the best way you can actually play this game is probably through couch co-op if if that yeah uh, at that same time you know it's like the content you know we have i think it's only and is it it how many players can do couch co-op is it still four players it could be four players i have never I've actually never like tried. So it's just still the same. It's just two v two. Yeah, couch or online. So, but essentially, yes. yeah. I'm, I'm gl- it, it took Gabe a little while, but now he's on my side about bitching about the uh, Nintendo online services. Well, that's the thing about um, it. You know, I went through my initial thing with Mario Golf Super Rush and stuff, and I thought it was okay. But at the same time, I didn't go back after I finished that game because. Even after the updates that initially had, because uh, I went through the whole disappointing rigmarole, the single player content, and I thought, eh, yeah, you know what, it's 
yeah, it was not worth going back to to finish that one up. Yeah. And so with when I initially played the demo for Mario's like Mario Strikers Battle League and I felt kind of close to the same feeling I got when I played Mario Golf Super Rush, I'm like the gameplay is fun, but the AI for your teammates and your goalie is kind of piss poor at best. And on top of that, everything else seems like it's lacking and it feels like they just delayed finishing the game. They pretty much put out a beta of the game. That's what I'm going to mm-hmm. say. They put out a beta of the game and now from now to the end of the year, they're going to have it in its official sort of form and be done with it. Yeah, and it's it's pretty obvious that like I mean it's been pretty obvious in the past they've done this, but it's like they're just like holding back content yeah. and then like releasing it like a few weeks later. Like it's been like six weeks at this point, I think, between um the game coming out and them dropping this. They said there's gonna be two more. Right. They said I mean they announced the same thing with like uh, Super Rush, um, the Mario Golf game last year. It's like, hey, there's gonna be content updates. I think they like they're gonna add more golf courses. They literally added what? one more golf course and they take like, we're done. It's like what? Like I think there's only like five golf courses in that entire game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like yes. I, I thought about the time, like the 3DS version that was thirty dollars came out with twice as much, uh, twice as many courses than the sixty dollars version on the Switch did. Yes. Um, so yeah, and then that's my my big complaint about these like Mario sports games. A lot of their like non like top tier games f- this entire generation. Like, and I understand that like, the games sell well, so why? Um, put maximum effort and resources into it. It's like these games are going to sell five million copies. Nintendo, all they have to do is half-ass it and stuff, and they still sell a million copies. Yeah, like I, the, it's the thing I've been saying for years now. Nintendo can just shit a game out and make it a seven out of ten. Yep. And it's just a matter of how much more work they want to. Like they can't. Like I should say they can't make a bad game, but it like I feel like they'd have to try to make a bad game. Looking at you, Star Fox Zero. Um, but um, it. Like like I said, like they keep they keep running the games like they're technically very good games. So then it's like you play them for you play them for a few hours, you play them for a weekend. and It's like all right, well I just don't have a reason to come back to this game. And it's like that was the thing I like. People were even saying like when the game came out, like everybody's like I don't understand why people are, are complaining about this game is great. And it's like well no, like that we're not complaining about the game being bad. We're just complaining that you're like, not gonna t- play it more than say like a weekend at that. Yeah, and then like immediately like I've seen I saw multiple people like obviously it's like a small you know case here but it's like i saw multiple people on my timeline like saying like a week or two later it feels like it was just kind of dead it's like oh, kind yeah of it kind of is because like, it, like, it had its initial yeah. rush over the like the launch week and then all of a sudden it died and people even what i was keeping track of like online or even like through youtube or twitter or whatsoever they were done with it, it be, after the weekend a good way to like track stuff is like you look at honestly you, like a really great method to track like it's not one to one necessarily, but like a good way to check out how popular game is doing is like you look at like Twitch, you look at how many people are playing the game simultaneously on Twitch, and that'll kinda of tell you kinda of how the game's doing. And after about a week, that game just like that second weekend it just kinda of dropped off a cliff. Um But Gables, let's move on to the most exciting thing. Gables, I have an idea of what we could do for extra life. Yes, and what's that? It's gonna cost you one penny. One penny. Cost you one penny. Anthem. Oh, Gables is getting talked to here. He's getting yelled at. Oh, uh, no, I'm fine. Okay, Gables. What are you doing on November 5th, 2022? It's a Saturday. That's an extra for life. For 24 hours. <laughs> that is extra life. 
Gables, what if, I, what if I were to tell you the Anthem would only cost you one penny at GameStop? <laughs> you want to play Anthem on November 5th, don't you? I don't want to, but I'm saying we could. <laughs> I bought that game day one. I played it for like a total of like an hour and a half. I'm like, you know, I'm kind of good. Uh, but I feel like Gables seems like a good day to do it. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll, I will ship it to your house. You know what? It won't even cost you one penny. It will cost me a penny plus shipping. <laughs> oh, you know what? Why the hell not? All right, we're doing. Dude. We're playing fucking anthem, everybody. Like, why the hell not, man? I mean, we're gonna be playing games for twenty four hours anyway, so it's like, I'll I'll go through the process of putting it in my freaking PS five, installing it, and then we can play some yeah. bit of anthem. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on the GameStop app here on my phone. <laughs> here, <see> one. <sighs> I wonder if they even ship it to me. It's like, sir, this is gonna cost us money. Uh, we're not shipping this to you. Watch, you could be like um, about five dollars shipping. Whoa, what the fuck? Why is it $37 on here? Was it like a cent? <laughs> Why is it on... They don't have an Xbox version. I wonder if everybody bought the game because it was one penny. I don't know. Gables, I'll figure it out and I'll send you a copy, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay no and then we're going to play it. All right, we got we got four months to worry about. It. Like, well, no, less than. Oh, my God. We're like three, a little over three months away. A little over Ooh, three boy. months away, yep. I'm excited, Gables. We gotta start talking about that shit here soon. Um, I got chills just thinking about. I got goosebumps in my arm right now. Yeah. Just thinking about fucking extra life. I'm excited. Oh boy. I, I mean, uh, we got we got some big games coming soon. We got extra. Oh, daddy. Um, I feel I got officially got approved for November 10th and 11th off. Nice. November. It's pretty exciting. Uh, you know, because that's the uh, Thursday and Friday after extra life. Yes. Because the Wednesday after Extra Life is November 9th. <laughs> you want to know what comes out go. that week, Gables? <laughs> Sonic Frontiers. Oh, God. I'm kidding. No, it's got a war. Uh, I'd be laughing my so. ass off. It was like, oh, it's a, <laughs> a Sonic Frontiers. It's like, yeah, it's like just me at GameStop holding both copies of the game. Like, oh, God, a war, Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> and then, like, put them both down. Skull and Bones. Grab it off the shelf. I think I'm buying that. Oh, taking home. God, dude. <laughs> I can imagine the, the dude over at the counter just looking over. It's like, is he really going to pick Skull and Bones over? I got no it's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, sir, sir, uh, do you need help? Like, they're, they, yeah, like, they just, like, we, we need to leave. They ban me from the. <laughs> These guys walk up and, like, the, moment the manager was going to tase me. He's like, you need to go. Now get the fuck out of my Cops come and arrest me. He's like, what was he doing? He's like, he was going to buy Skull and Bones. Okay. Like, oh, say no more. Say no more. Uh, and also, we had like four copies of Anthem. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> uh, Gables, what have you been playing this week? All right. I finished up Pokemon Silver, that playthrough finally, after starting nice. it like about a week and a half ago at this point. It took me longer than I initially thought. Over 30 hours, as a matter of fact. The last time I recorded, I was finishing up the Pokemon League. Pokemon League, and I was going into the Kanto region again, because that's the after-game content. What's interesting was with my set of team, I managed to go through and beat the entirety of the League Four and the champion. So went through William, went through Bruno, went through Koga, went through Karen, and also Lance and his 
bullshit dragon types. But uh, going to the Kanto region, there really wasn't too much challenge at that point, give or take. I spent the whole entire post-game pretty much leveling up most of my party members to a certain extent. So when I initially got all the Kanto badges, I had to go for that trek up Mount Silver to battle Red. Because I don't officially... I don't officially call it game beaten in Pokemon Gold and Silver, if not for beating Red. So here's the thing. I was at level 45 with all of my party members. No, actually, like around 40-something. Yeah, 45, I want to say. I go to face off against Red for the first time, and I was able to beat the Pikachu, which was like level 81. But... I ended up losing to Red's Espeon, I want to say, because that thing's speed is incredible when it comes to my team in specifics, considering that a lot of them are pretty slow-moving Pokemon. I spent a good portion of a later part of like this week working on the battle against Red up until around Tuesday or Wednesday, I managed to get a good run. So I nailed it down to a science here, right? To where I got all my Pokemon to, uh, all except for one, Mori, my Skarmory. I kept it at level 44 because I felt like it was leveled up, leveled up to a point where I felt comfortable with it. That and I didn't want to do even more grinding in the Mount Silver area because that's such a son of a gun in order to level up that thing. So I got it up to 44. But for all my other party members, I got up to around... I want to say 55, roughly about that. And so I started my battle against Red. Starting off, I had Don Morocco, my Don fan, up first. The worst the Pikachu could do against me is use Charm, which that decreases the attack by two stages. I, Even though after being hit with Charm and my attack being down, I use Earthquake. It knocks up his Pikachu in like one hit because Pikachu's stats are terrible in regards to his defense. So next comes in the Venusaur to try to counteract because the AI will work it to where it'll bring in the Pokemon where it's strongest against your current Pokemon if it has the chance. And so since I have Dawn Finn out, out comes Venusaur. I switch out to, let's see, I switch out to my Ampharos, Wooly. I know for a fact that Venusaur is going to use Sunny Day, so I opt to use Fire Punch. And because of it being at such a higher level than Ampharos, it'll go for Sunny Day and allow speed. So with Sunny Day out, that powers up Fire-type moves, so Fire Punch does exactly like around, I want to say, close to half damage. Next turn happens, and uh, I switch out to Mori, my Skarmory. <laughs> so what ended up happening right there it's like i take sorry i dropped my phone okay. <laughs> i found i found anthem for seven dollars on the amazon there <laughs> <laughs> we go on that one man but um i tank the hit with solar beam and it doesn't even barely do a quarter damage against skarmory because it's quad resistant to grass so i ended up putting up sandstorm and sandstorm will take away chunks of hp at a time so i get hit with solar beam again I go and use Fly. I knock out the fucking Venusaur with my uh, Skarmory. And because Skarmory is out, it puts into it puts into play an interesting turn of events. It has Red put out his Charizard. 
Charizard has been one of the biggest pain in the asses because that comes out late, like late in, within the match. So I was hoping that he would put it out early in that case and scenario. So with Charizard, I end up putting in my Feraligator. Now, granted, because of the whole aspect of the Sandstorm and the whole thing of Sunny Day, those those elements are faded away, no longer into effect. I use Surf. I get his Charizard to at least over halfway done. It uses Flamethrower. It takes a huge chunk of my HP, but I go and use Surf again, knock that out. And now out comes Espeon. Now, I have to think to myself, okay, what the hell am I going to do to try to counteract this thing? So I ended up getting rid of Psychic on Menace, the Giraffe Rig, and I decided just to leave Shadow Ball. And I still have, like, say, Double Team and, like, uh, Baton Pass and also another move that I was using, Agility. But I predominantly used Shadow Ball, and I was able to not only take out Espeon's, like, special attack. No, 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 that's special attack. I was able to knock down its HP to, like, Within range of a two-hit KO, pretty much. And I knocked out the Espeon. Like, out comes Snorl- not, not not Snorlax. Out comes Blastoise, I think it was. Because at this point, I've already knocked out about four of his six Pokemon. And so Blastoise comes out. I'm thinking to myself, holy shit. I can actually go forth and have a option to go forth and win this battle. So I put back in my Ampharos. I was able to... Take it out with, like, Thunder Punch. Thunder Punch was going through its rigmarole stuff. But uh, I was able to do that. At this point, I think, after I had knocked out the Blastoise, I had about three or four Pokemon left. Because a couple of my Pokemon went down. And so, out comes Snorlax, right? And so, now that I think about it, I didn't really knock out Espeon with, men- with my Giraffe Rig. No, what ended up happening was... There's a funny play that happened. I taught Don Fan the move Endure. When when you use that, it'll brace itself and hold on to one HP. I forgot that Espeon knocked out my Giraffe Rig. I put in Don Fan, Don Morocco. I used Endure not once, not twice, but three turns in a row, and I managed to I managed to freaking like uh last out the Espeon because the reason why my Feraligator got knocked out, Toki, is because I used the turn before I got knocked out to put Toxic on Espeon. I figured, hey, the Pokemon's going to outspeed me. I could stat it on top of try to whittle down its HP on top of using Endure with Dawnfan and stuff. It's sort of like a complicated play, but the odds of me actually using Endure three times in a row... And it actually working was incredibly low, which I got incredibly lucky with that. And yeah, one Pokemon relates remains Snorlax. Snorlax knocks out and like it knocks out Dawnfin after I use an earthquake on it. Now comes the interesting play. I still have Ampharos, and I have the one Pokemon I hadn't used so far, Hercules, my Heracross. So Hercules comes out. I think to myself, you know what? It's probably going to use Body Slam. I'm going to go forth and use Counter. And how I went through and baited them with that, I used Reversal first and foremost. I whittled down its HP to like about a quarter. And all of a sudden, he uses Body Slam. He does a bit of damage. But then I decide, hey, I could take enough of this. I'm going to use Counter. And all of a sudden, 
it gets Heracross down to just two HP. And all of a sudden, I hit it with counter, and it took the rest of the fucking life points off. I had managed it just right to where I had Heracross survive with two HP. I still have the fucking picture of it <laughs> that I initially took, because that was awesome the way not only that I systematically was able to figure out how he that AI was going to use specific Pokemon in specific situations, but on terms, I found a creative way to bypass, like, his Espeon and this and that, you know, and counteract certain things. And I, I had to use a lot more thought to put into it. Instead of just leveling up a specific Pokemon to, say, level 70 or level 100 and stuff and just steamroll his team through that, you know. It required some level of skill to do that. So I beat Pokemon Silver. I started and I was playing through Pokemon Puzzle League on the N64 because that's a game I've never played through and beat. Let me tell you something, Tyler. How I know that uh how i know that my fucking hands are not as good as they used to be is when i'm playing this game in handheld mode right and i'm playing i'm i'm just tapping the buttons you know just going through the puzzle and my right thumb is fucking mm-hmm. going numb as i'm doing this shit oh, dude it's the worst. the worst it's the fucking uh-huh. the thing about my right hand in general my right arm i have carpet tunnel uh, not carpet tunnel but like i have like some sort of like uh like nerve sensitivity, like stuff. And all of a sudden it's like, if I hold things a certain way, or if I freaking like play yeah. certain games like I that, get it, Gilles. You know, the big thing in your hand with your right hand. I get it. It's like, it'll freaking go numb. Well, as I'm doing that, it's just a tingling feeling. The stranger people like that. <laughs> I wouldn't put it in that way, but in regards to Pokemon, Puzzle, <laughs> 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 uh, I love the just gave like, what, what's he talking about? <laughs> Uh, okay <laughs> but what i'm saying is playing through pokemon puzzle league i played through the entirety on normal and then i decided you know what it's telling me to play through on hard i'm gonna go forth i'm gonna try to play through on hard and so i get up to around i want to say i got past lorelei and then all of a sudden bruno and i kept losing to bruno like about seven or eight times in a row because i couldn't fucking get it fast i couldn't like switch the tiles fast enough in order to fucking beat you know mm. bruno because my fucking thumb would keep going numb and so i had to use my pro controller because that feels so wonderful on my fucking fingers when i'm oh i didn't realize you weren't using a pro controller you're a fucking idiot cables what sorry i love you you weren't using a pro controller actually no because it was during the times after like i got off of work and i'm like in my bed i'm like okay i'm gonna watch the stream gotcha okay and i thought you were playing on your, on your i'm sorry Dude, I'm i don't mean to call, i'm sorry i take back calling you a fucking idiot I thought you were, like, playing at home using the bullshit fucking, like, you slide the nunchucks into the thingamajiggy. No, 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 Okay. I take back any <laughs> negative things I said about you. No, no. What I was using was my my Hiori slide-ons for my handheld, gotcha. right? So these okay. buttons, these buttons are, they're pretty stiff. Honestly, they're pretty stiff. Yeah. They're responsive and everything and stuff. The whole joystick yeah. stuff. Stiff uh, things, right hands, the stranger. But I got it. the way things are all positioned and stuff, my thumb will fucking start going like tingly and all this other shit. But uh, yeah, I was having trouble doing that thing in handheld. But at the same the time, loop. I switched it off to my pro controller, played it on my TV, did better. Finally got past. Finally got past fucking like Bruno, and now I'm at the final battle with Gary Oak. And so 
I ended up losing a couple different times and stuff until I finally got to a fucking position to where I managed to edge him out. And I managed to edge. beat him. You're edging? <laughs> edge him out in puzzles. <laughs> okay. I managed to gotcha. subsequently get a good, decent amount of chains right before like he was about to beat me. And I freaking beat him like about a half a second. That's how... That's how freaking close it was. So I actually beat Pokemon Puzzle League this week. Did you, Gables? Did you not? Did you beat Professor Oak on hard? Professor Oak on hard? What do you mean Professor Oak on hard, dude? I played through the game on normal and hard. <laughs> Gables, what? to beat the game, to get to the the final final boss, you have to beat Professor Oak on hard. Oh, Professor Oak on hard. Oh, that's pretty funny. But. Yeah. There's a battle if you beat Professor Oak on hard. Uh huh. There is a battle after that. Uh-huh. I'm not do you want me to tell you what it is? Uh honestly, no. I think I'll find out for myself. I'll try to see what I can do. But uh, there is an option to where you can play it on very hard. <laughs> By using a certain bit of like button button combinations yeah. and stuff like that. But uh as of this moment right now, I'm pretty much done playing Pokemon Puzzle League up until I want to try it again some other time. But the games that I did start that were brand new, I was playing Neon White. Now let me tell you something, Tyler. This game feels like the marriage of two games that I like a lot. And that is Mirror's Edge mm-hmm. alongside of action hack and slash sort of games in first person. So... I'm trying to think of a good one. I'm trying to think of a good one right at the moment. But, uh, oh gosh. But what I'm trying to say is this game has this one more game feel to it. Absolutely has that yeah. one more game sort of feel. To where you can go through a specific obstacle course and stuff. You can speed through as quickly as possible. The whole The whole point of it is to earn enough rank and stuff to earn different types of missions and stuff. Because... You, as Neon White, you wake up in heaven and stuff, and you have to kill demons in order to progress in rank enough to where you can get actually accepted into heaven. It's sort of a crazy sort of like uh, anime-inspired story in that regards. But at the same time, there are some voice actors that are in this game that remind me of like uh, dub anime stuff I used to watch growing up. So you have the voice actor for Spike Spiegel of Cowboy Bebop, right? Which he has this deep sort of voice and stuff that's really recognizable for those that usually, like, they've watched their fair share of, like, anime stuff, you know, and, you know, he's more akin to Cowboy Bebop, one of the most popular anime stuff that came out, like, around 2001, I want to say. But, uh... Nobody likes anime cables. (laughs) But, uh, anyway, like I was saying, though, for Neon White, the gameplay is so tight. It's so reactive. And also, it is so fluid. It feels natural for me to go forth into a stage, literally discard cards, do double jumps, do triple jumps, or something of the sword, go and skip through to complete like stages and stuff. And if you earn enough to where you could get certain medals in the different stages, because here's the thing, you get like all these different medals from like bronze, silver, gold, and platinum based upon how well you do in a stage, that it will literally unlock specific maybe hints on how you can go through the level quicker or there are actually little icons that if you go back to a certain stage and you get these specific icons and stuff like that it'll show you a shortcut through the way you can actually go through that path to do a bit quicker as well and during that attempt 
But there's also gifts hidden inside these different stages to where when you go to the specific type of bar inside of like the heavens, like overworld or wherever the hell that uh, this is stationed at, you get to talk to the other type of neons because there are other neons inside this game as well. So like neon yellow, violet, red, just stuff like that. So there's different colors based upon... Was John Mayer there? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that'd be I'm confused there, Ross. Neon, neon. Sorry, go on. But uh, the whole key aspect of it is you have amnesia as well as the, the other people that are considered neons and stuff, but all of you know each other in some way. There's some like long-term memories or something like that, but they can't remember who they are or what they initially were as being alive and stuff because up until then they were in purgatory up until being summoned by heaven in order to kill a bunch of these demons and stuff. So it's sort of like a, like a bounty hunter sort of like hired gun for hire type of stuff. But the reason why you get these gifts and stuff is you try to earn like the trust and affection of these different like neons and stuff like that in order to do better in terms of, Skill points, because here's what happens. When you do give them gifts, you get access to certain levels in regards to these specific games, too, which are like trial challenges from like other games. But they are much more they are much more kind of intense in some nature to where you have maybe a select amount of options and stuff. But you have to do all these particular type of jumps and sequence or something like that in order to get to the end, the end goal or something. But. I went the entirety of episode one, which consisted of 10 chapters. I let's see. I did the entirety of episode one, like at least a couple of times. I think I've put about a few hours into this game and I'm really enjoying myself. I mean, this is something that I didn't think I'd be this much into because of how easy approachable it is to pick up and play. But, uh, you know, for 25 bucks, this game is actually freaking excellent from what I've experienced. But uh, lastly, I did play a little bit of like Dungeons of Dreadnought, that game that was like four bucks or something in the eShop. And it's also kind of cheap on Steam as well. And it's a type of uh, it's a kind of a puzzle game and stuff to where you have to find your brother that had been went inside this dungeon to try to take on like the Skeleton King or some sort of king. And uh, your brother gets kidnapped. It's like 100 floors deep. Right. And then each floor is like a particular puzzle. Each time you solve a particular puzzle and stuff, it is a little jingle or something. You go on to the next floor. Sometimes you have to go back to the previous floor in order to go even deeper into, like, the other floor and stuff. I think I went until, like, around level five or six or something like that until I just decided to put it down. Because after that, I put <laughs> because previously I played a whole bunch of, like, Neon White, and I just decided to try this game off the cuff and stuff. And there are some fun elements to that. I just need to get better at figuring out some of the puzzles to advance further inside this dungeon, because it is somewhat interesting, because the core design of it is simple to understand to where you have to go through different tiles, you have to lure enemies onto specific spots in order for them to drop in the trap holes, or you have to try to avoid all these fi all these fire tiles or fireballs coming at you by dodging specific portions because it, it's it's initially one hit and you die type of mentality so you have to respawn and retreat the level over again and stuff but uh yeah it's also been an enjoyable game but other than that i did buy the cuphead delicious last course i have yet to start that because 
Well, I've been playing a little bit more Neon White, and so I definitely want to keep on playing some more Neon White, and I'm on the cusp of potentially buying Cathedral Black Chronicles 3. Still undecided, but it all depends upon not just the reviews, but also depends on what my game stuff is going to be like come next week, because I really just want to play through Neon White stuff. So it's a, it's a wait-and-see sort of approach with me. But, uh, Tyler, have you been playing anything, or is that it? Uh, no, I've been playing a, a game uh, that came out on uh, Game Pass this week, Cables. Yeah. And uh, what are we, what, 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 when we talk about Game Pass, what do we call it? No, oh, the best deal in gaming. You're goddamn fucking right, Cables. <laughs> I have been playing a game called a Dusk, As Dusk Falls. Oh. Uh, it's a game I've been looking forward to. They announced it last year, uh, and I was like, I'm pumped And when they announced it last year. They showed it off again at E3 this uh, summer Game Pass, whatever you want to call it, this past year. Um and uh, the game release date, July 19th, finally came out. Heard pretty good reviews. This is like a, a group of people that used to work. Um, oh, I just lost the name of the student. People that made Detroit Become Human. Oh, okay. Okay. I get the idea of what you're getting. Heavy, heavy Rain. Um, <laughs> those people. Aquatic Dream. The people that made Heavy Rain. Uh, so people that left that studio made their own studio. Oh, okay. Um, hope, hopefully less sexual harassment going on there. Right. Um, so this game is a, it's, like I said, it's on Game Pass. It's, it's 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 only on Xbox and PC as of right now, um, and so it's kind of kind of what you you know, more what you expect from like a you know like a Telltale game or Life is Strange, um, or uh, the, like I said, Heavy Rain, Detroit Become Human, but like less like just pretty much zero gameplay. Uh, whereas like I love the art style, whereas it's like all hand drawn animation and. There's no actual, like, really no real animation as far as, like, movement goes. Everything is, like, picture-based. So things just, like, move in, like, almost, like, frames of pictures instead of, like, actual, like... Instead of seeing someone walk down the street, you just see them, like, jumping from, like, area to area because it's more like you're looking at a picture yes. of someone moving. Um, which can get kind of, like, funny at points because, like, when you're trying to show, like, emotion, it's kind of funny sometimes. Um how that works. Uh, I'm only like, I just finished chapter three. I think there's, I believe there's six chapters. Each chapter being about an hour long. Okay. Um, there's not really much exploration, but one of the things I love about this game um, is like, so you play as uh, Vincent. He is a, um, you know, he, he's the dad. He has a daughter and a wife and they're, they're driving from with his, he's with his dad. I believe his name is Jim. Um, they're driving uh, from Sacramento to St. Louis, they're like starting up. There's a bunch of storyline reasons you'll find out later on. Uh, they are moving uh, there because of, like I said, storyline reasons. But they're in Arizona somewhere. It takes place during in May of 1998, mm-hmm. um, and they get like sideswiped by somebody um, going. They're in the middle of the desert, and uh, the car breaks down because of it. And the person like drives off, and you later find out they're like. People doing this is the Holt boys. They're like three brothers. Uh, two of them are like, there's like the oldest one, Tyler, no relation. Uh, there's like the middle child. He's, I don't, know, I don't know how old these kids are, but like he's older, like out of high school. Um, maybe not too long out of high school. Uh, I think Dalt is his name. And then there's the youngest one, Jay, who I believe just graduated high school. So he's like 17, 18 years old. And um, you play as Tyler and you are not, I'm sorry. You play as Jay, the youngest brother of the three. And you play as Vincent, and you're basically like um, each chapter like kind of takes place. And, like sometimes you like you'll go back in time and like 
jump back into like kind of things that have like per- happened in the last week or two for these people to like how they got to like things happen and like based off decisions you make um you know that will change their personality types and make decisions that they will do later because based off of those decisions which is really cool i think that's interesting um because a lot of games like yeah like oh cool like you hear like you know like you can have these complaints about a lot of the games where it's like you know like it, you do this like 90 percent of the things, same things will happen but it's slight variation like the decisions you make make slight variations on what happens in that like but like 90 percent of it is the same for everybody it's just like you decide the 10%. And I love like, you know, I still like those games to extent, you know, like, like Telltale games, stuff like that. Like, you know, like a lot of those games didn't change drastically, but the games are still really, really good. But really also me, like your decisions weren't like drastically changing. Like, but like Life is Strange, I feel does a much better job of this one. But like um, this game, I love it because every time you beat a chapter, it will show you like the board, like almost like, it's almost like a bulletin board right? of like, Here's the decisions that you made, and it shows you like the like you did this, so it caused this and it caused that, and it'll show you like it doesn't tell you tell you what would have happened if you did this, but you can see all the other paths that you could have created based off of that decision. So it's showing you the work, right? Which I love because like I hate that when like you play this game like something like like I'll just like the quarry that came out uh, last month. I listened to a couple of spoiler casts and I watched a couple of people play it online and I was like, it blew my mind. Like some of the like differences for people that happened in that game, like based off of like things they did were like, holy shit. I didn't even know that could happen. Like it's like totally like changed everything about that game for a lot of people. Like some people's like gameplay was totally different. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. But like, I love when, when that happens, but like, I love this even more because like you, you don't know that unless you seek it out in those type of games. And this game is like they show you the work, like I said, where it's like you can see like, okay, I did this and like here's my path, here's all the things, like here's my spider web that I followed that like and like but like even though you pick this way, there's still four more things that could have happened because of that. But like it's not so it's not just like A B. It's like, well, you did A, so it led to B, so it led to E, and that led to J, and then it led to Z mm. kind of things. And like and like sometimes like you can make decisions and it'll totally like just stop a section right there and it'll move on. Oh, I see. And you can see, like, oh, my! I just cut this whole storyline off earlier. Like, I could have pressed somebody for more information, and that could have continued on that whole chapter, that whole section there. But instead, because I just took their word for it, it's just oh, like, well, we're cutting it off, and you're moving on, moving on to the next thing. Like, like I made the decision in the game where it's like, and like you know, there's like, so basically, okay, I'm swimming back up here. I'm sorry. Uh, I I do this every time I, when I talk about these type of games. I just get ahead of myself, and I totally start skipping points. Uh, so it was really cool. It's like. So, like, basically what's happened is the Holt boys, like, they their money issues. And you learn more about like, why. Basically, they're a bunch of, like, so Jay, the kid you play as the youngest, he's a good kid. He's just got a shitty family, and they make him do bad things. And um, they they rob, they're robbing a house. And they turns, it turns out it's the sheriff of this small town in Arizona that are robbing. And turns to, like, the because of the accident, Vincent and his family are staying at this hotel and it just happens the whole boys, uh, they go to this hotel and it's just a hostage situation where the three boys are like holding them hostage from the cops and, um, people in your group can die based off of things that you do. Things that like, it's like things off based off things that you did can cause things later. Uh, I've lost, like, I'm like, so I'm only halfway through and I've lost a couple people based off of my decisions I made, uh, where it's like, 
And it's like, okay, cool. I can do this, but like, it's, it could very much, it could very well benefit me, but it could cause issues down the road. And then sure enough, the next chapter, like because of this decision I made, like that helped me out in that situation. If someone died because my, my, my decision I made, I love the fact that like, it's not super obvious and it's not just like, well, you did this right now. So that immediately this thing happened. It's like you did this. So like two hours from now, this thing happened. So there was a big moment where like decisions I made with Tyler or not Tyler. I'm sorry. That's all but Jay, the young, the brother you play as like, I basically crafted his characteristics earlier in the game. And it made to him making a big decision at the end of chapter three. Ah. Like he could like, there's four different things he can do. Um, that he he can make based off of like decisions I made earlier in the game. That like, well, these are things that I think I would have done in those situations. They seem like good deeds, good things you would do. Um, but because of that, some of these decisions I made, it turned out very badly for Vincent because of those decisions I made. Um, and like at the end of every chapter, they show you, like I said, they show you like that. They show you the work. They show you like your spider web of like decisions you made that caused other things. Um, but also they show you like character traits, like because of this, it's kind of like, like the quarry and like other, uh, games like that. I've done that in the past where it's like, uh, you can actually kind of change like, you know, like their, their character a little bit and like, like things they might just do automatically. And that's kind of like about it. And, like there's no, like, you don't, you don't physically walk around the area. You don't do like, you don't just go like, it's not like tell, so you go walk to everybody. It's just like you, like I said, like it's all, everything's just, it's a movie. Everything's going and you just like. You might have to swipe up every now and again. You might have to like tap A. You might have to mash a button. Um, you might have to, like fight scenes here and there. But like yeah, like I um, so far I'm really liking this game. Um, I think it's like like I said six chapters. I've just beat chapter three. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep playing it. But uh, yeah, so far uh, this is very much a me game for sure. And uh, I'm gonna beat it. Um, I also I bought uh, Live Alive, um, but I have not got. It. A chance to play it. I did play the little bit of the demo though, so that's what I played. That's what I've been up to. Give us already, but um, yeah, let's get out of here though. It's been a, <laughs> a little, we're a little long, um, but thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked all this, please, um, like, follow, subscribe, check us all out. Search for us, you'll find us. Um, click on those show notes down at the bottom and click all the links, and we really appreciate it. Like, subscribe, review, all that. Um, but I was hoping so. Was and I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, have yourself a fun time and thank you for listening to another fun filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. And hey, Gables. Yes. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs>